Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Den här podcasten presenteras av Nordic Spirit True White, den tobaksfria nikoprillan. Hi, I'm Bobby Gillespie from Primal Scream. I'm in the apartment of Frederick Steiger. I can't... You have and, to and you're, you're very welcome. I thanks. And um, yeah, uh, there's many uh, lovely uh, rock and roll photographs up in the wall. Uh, I can see Lemmy, Poison Ivy, that's a very young Bjork, uh, Candy Darling. And uh, there's a Noi poster. And I think it's signed by Klaus Dinger. Can you tell me the story behind that, please, Frederick? Yes, I. Um, funny you should pick that out because you're in Stockholm to talk about a new documentary called "The Heart Is a Drum," uh, which you're in. A documentary by Jacob Fursen about Noi, the legendary Kraut band led by Klaus Dinger, and it's um, that documentary is partly based on an interview that was done back in 1997 and published in Pop, a magazine where I worked. And after the magazine was published, Klaus Dinger called me and asked for 50 copies of the magazine. I told him that it would be kind of expensive to send so many. And he said that he would give me something in exchange. And he sent me a beautiful signed poster from 1972. Afterwards, I realized that the reason he wanted so many copies of the magazine was that he was going to send them to people who might be in touch with his Swedish ex-girlfriend, who he was still madly in love with. The point of noise music, at least to Klaus Dinger, was to reconnect to his ex-girlfriend who, who left him and went to Norway. So the documentary, The Heart is a Drum, is basically about that love story. Klaus Dinger died in 2008, but the poster is still here on my wall. My God, it's amazing. It's really cool. Uh, how would you say that noise music influenced your own? Uh, I think indirectly, really. Uh, I never really discovered noise until uh, the 90s. Uh, if I'm being honest, but uh, I subsequently, you know, uh, on listening to their music, realised that they had influenced uh, a lot of post-punk bands that I love, uh, namely Public Image Limited, uh, Joy Division, uh, maybe Susie and the Banshees. 
Yeah, there was definitely an influence. They were an influence, and Buscocks, you know, they were definitely an influence. Noy and Can on um, a lot of bands that I loved as a teenager. I was kind of uh, more aware of Can when I was a teenager because people like John Lydon from Pell and Pete Shelley of Buscocks would talk about Can, but um, I don't recall anybody really talking about Noy until a bit later, you know. Neu were famous for their special beat called Motorik or mm. Endlose Gerade, Endless Straight Way in, in German. You as a drummer, did, did, did that appeal to you in a special way? Because, uh, yeah, I mean, you started off as a drummer in the marriage, we, the Jesus and Mary chain. Yeah, I was, um, dr- well, when I, I played drums with the Mary chain, um, I, I wasn't a drummer. Uh, I only could play one, two beats. I could only play in a very, very primitive style. And um, I had warned them. They asked me to play drums because because Alan McGee, they were looking for a drummer and Alan McGee said, oh, Bob can play drums. Because I played drums with Altered Images in one gig. And um, I and they were very impressed by that. The Reeds were very impressed uh, by that fact. And so um, I could only really play this primitives a tom tom beat it's like boom 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 and um and that was it was perfect for the mary chain you know and um later when i heard noi that that's the kind of beat he plays you know but i believe that uh, dinga called it the apache beat because it was like the shadows song apache and um yeah, it's a very a primitive rock and roll beat you know primitive, just a primitive beat you know it's like a Sounds like a, a, a war dance to me, you know. Uh, yeah, I think people get real deeply affected by that rhythm, you know. It's... Let's listen to a little bit of noise so people can hear the beat. Okay. This is Hero. I love how he screams, she went to Norway, my honey went to Norway, because his Swedish girlfriend moved to Norway after she dumped him. Or I, I watched uh, Jacob's film. I never really knew what the words were in that song or any of the noise songs. They were just like guttural uh, utterances and yelps from the, the, the subconscious, you know, as far as I was concerned. I, I didn't, I couldn't really make out the words. And, um, The only lyric I heard was just another hero riding through the night, you know, so I don't really... The words aren't important in Noi for me. It's more about the feeling, the emotion and the intention. Some people believe that David Bowie was influenced by, by that track Hero when he wrote Heroes since he was a huge Noi fan. I'm not sure about that, but... I'm not sure about that, but I think that... Um, 
ISI, the very first song, the, the, this noise, 75, definitely. The, the, the mood, the atmosphere, and the simple childlike piano melody definitely influenced Bowie on his uh, Low and Heroes albums, you know. You're about to release um, the first Primal Scream singles collection, Maximum Rock and Roll. Is that a reference to the legendary punk fanzine from San Francisco? No, or? nothing. I, I've never read that. I know I, I'm aware of that uh, magazine from the 80s, but I never... Um, it's good. Nah, it, it's just a, we found a, a photograph of uh, me from uh, like 1993 or 1994 and I had spray-painted Maximum Rock and Roll on the wall, and it just looked like a cool album cover, so that that's why we titled the album Maximum Rock and Roll. It's just complete chance. Did you listen to all the singles before putting together this no, compilation? Just, or? No, I, I kind of knew that um, if I wrote, you know, start with Velocity Girl all the way through to the Where the Light Gets In uh, single, it would be a really good album. And um, we were going to add uh, two record store day singles one was a cover of uh, S Express Mantra for State of Mind another was a, a remix of our song Golden Rope but we didn't they were like kind of experimental record store day singles for fun they weren't like serious singles you know aimed at trying to get into charts and um, they weren't you know so we 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 just made it um, start with Velocity Girl end with um I think the last track is 100% or nothing. Which ones, you know, looking back, are you the happiest with? Higher Than The Sun, um, Star, uh, General Tuesday. Kowalski sounds great uh, on a single edit. Uh, Rocks, uh, Jailbird, Country Girl. I mean, they, they, I love them all, you know. If you compare the latest two records that you've put out, like the, the electro-pop explosion, uh, Chaosmosis, and... Um, the very bluesy, rootsy, original Memphis recording yeah. of um, Give Out But Don't Give Up. Yeah. It's it's kind of mind-blowing that those records are done by the same band. Right. Well, I I don't find it that strange, personally. Well, they're kind of like two different bands there, because the, of the original Memphis uh, Sessions bands, the original Memphis Recordings bands, there's only Andrew Ennis, myself, and Martin Duffy. You know, still in the band, uh, that the, the the Memphis recording had Robert Young on guitar and uh, David Hood on um, on bass and Roger Hawkins on drums, plus the Memphis horns, plus backing singer girls from Memphis. So it was it was a kind of different setup and a different kind of style of songwriting. It was more bluesy, whereas the the Chaosmosis, um it was more about using plugins and um, like which was the kind of new available technology in twenty. 15 or 14 or whenever we wrote that record and um yeah i guess it it's not really a bluesy record you know i think one's one record's bluesy and one record's not i love the way you flirted with like electronic pop that you haven't really touched upon before like parts of chaosmosis reminded me of 
soft sell. Even. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think. Well, personally, I don't want ever to make a record like that again. You know, it was kind of. It was the right thing to do at the time, but it's not really what I want to do anymore. And other parts were like Lee Hazelwood produced by Avicii. You know, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, it was too... I mean, how did we make that record? I really don't know, you know. It was... I guess it was a way of making records without using a band. And there's a lot of you know, drum machine and electronic uh, stuff going on, but... You know, if you took the songs away, you could they could be recorded in a more traditional way and they would sound, uh, maybe they would have more feeling, you know. I, I don't really know if there's too much feeling in that record. I'm not sure. I, I, so you're I, not happy with that record? No, 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 I like it. But what I mean is there's a, yeah, it's very pop sound. And I think this, when we played the songs live, they were a lot harder. And uh, I never realized that until we mastered the the singles album. You know, it's very, it's very pop, and uh, I was surprised at how pop it was. In fact, shocked. The phone don't ring. Um, the first song I'm going to choose is "Accidentally Like a Martyr" by Warren Zevon. Never thought I'd have to pay so. Such a long, long time We made mad love Shadow love Random love And abandoned love Accidentally Like a martyr The hurt gets worse And the heart gets harder Warren Zevon is one of my favourite songwriters His lyrics are second to none He can make you laugh in one line and make you cry in the next line. <laughs> uh, his observations are just, they're so acute and he's got real empathy for his fellow human beings. And, but he also laughs at the absurdity and the cruelty and the strangeness of life. You know, he's a really great, he's, you know, he's a, a literary songwriter. He's a... He's a cut above the, everybody else, I think. You know, he's incredible. The days slide by. The, the lyrics in the chorus are We made mad love, shadow love, random love and abandoned love. Accidentally, like a martyr, pain gets worse and the heart gets harder. Something like that, I think that's a lyric. You know, phone door rings, sun refused to shine. Never thought I'd pay, ever pay so dearly for what was already mine. Time out of mind. You know, we made mad love, shadow love, random love, and abandoned love. Accidentally, like a martyr, the heart gets worse and the heart gets harder. Like a martyr, the heart gets worse and the heart gets harder. been through some rough times obviously uh, I think it's like an existential reality of um, attempting to love another person and failing yeah everybody fails it though it's just it's really? a given it's a given yeah it's a given yeah it's a given why would you say that 
because it's a given. But everyone really fails good. to love anyone else. Well, everybody tries and everybody fails. It's a two-way thing. It's not a one-way thing. But if, if you find someone to love you back, you can succeed, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but it's always for such a short time, you know. It, it never lasts. I, I identify with this song, you know. And the older you get, the the less uh, unrealistic you are. <laughs> <laughs> the less you believe in love, you mean? Or, no, 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 or, no. Yeah, if you're a romantic like I am, you always believe that, you know, you always hope it's going to work out, you know. But, um, I don't know. I don't, I'm like a cynical romantic, you know. Or a romantic cynics. <laughs> I think, I don't know. How do you feel about dance music these days? I, when, I, I've got to be honest, I don't know anything about dance music these days. No idea. Because when, when Primal Scream had its big breakthrough, it was in part, at least thanks to like the house music movement. Yes, but that was 30 years ago, and um, almost 30 years ago. And we were very much of that time. And we were very inspired by acid house music and people like Andrew Weatherall, Terry Farley and even Mark Murray from S Express and the music they were playing and um, it, it was a great time you know it was like so influenced like modern electronic music and it was cutting edge and you know there was the whole acid house movement your ecstasy that was where the 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 energy of young people uh, was back in the late eighties, early nineties in the United Kingdom. Um, I think now it's drill, grime, stuff like that. You know, I think it's a different. I think it's it's like a you've got a a, a home based, you know, indigenous uh, music in the United Kingdom. The most exciting is possibly for young people is you know drill and grime, a young black kids telling their stories, you know, from housing estates. And um, there's nothing American about it at all. It's like, uh, it's very British. So I think, you know, time, you know, 30 years is a long time ago, you know. So I I can't, I'm not going to say that I know what's happening in dance music now because I don't. I get the feeling that in a lot of ways, uh, dance music is kind of stuck the way that rock has. You know, I sometimes hear songs on the radio and it could be from the late 80s, early 90s. I'm talking about dance records. You know, there seems to be a formula there and it's the same for rock. It's just stuck. In 1978, when you were 16 years old, you you went to see The Clash at the Glasgow Apollo and the, the opening act was this band from New York, Suicide, a techno-punk band that started out before there was either techno or punk. What do you remember from that night? I don't remember too much, except it's such a long time ago. Um, except um, I remember um, Al Vega smashing his face with the microphone, smashing himself in the mouth of the mic stand, and saying, "You and me, man, we're on the same side." Screaming at the audience because the audience were throwing, you know, ripping up the chairs and throwing their armrests at the band and throwing glasses and any missile they could get, they were throwing it at suicide. So the the suicide were too far out for the punks. Punk and 
punk rockers in many ways are quite conservative, you know. It was just that for a lot of people, it was just the latest style, their latest fashion fad. But for some of us, it meant a lot more, you know. So I was intrigued. I'm not going to say that I liked it, but I was intrigued. I thought two guys, you know, the the, the audience w- was uh, they wanted to see four guys up on stage with guitars, and Sue said, "Come on, there's no guitars, no drummer." It's two guys, a guy playing the keyboard, and I guess the drums, nobody knew where the drums were coming from. They didn't know where drum machines were. And Alan Vega, you know, going fucking crazy. And um, the it was confrontational, and I, that's what I loved about it. They were basically two guys taking on 4,000 kids. You know, and I thought, I like that. And then the Clash came on. And that was Godhead, you know. Clash were Godhead. It was incredible. And there was a lot of violence at the gig because the venue, the Apollo Theatre, was in Glasgow. It was going to be closed down. And it was, uh, I think that, that the Clash gig was the last punk punk show. So the security guys, the bouncers, were uh, they were just really... They were very ultra-violent towards the kids, you know. There was a lot of violence there. And so the Clash had to keep um, stopping the show. Didn't Joe Strummer end up in jail that night? I think Simon and uh, Paul Simon and Strummer got arrested, yeah. For, for S- inciting a riot? No, 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 no. They, they, they came outside after the gig and uh, some fans were waiting and some kid started saying, shouting at them, saying that they hadn't done enough to... You know, the, the, I guess the kid was complaining that he felt the clash didn't take the kid's sides enough, you know. And uh, and Strummer uh, got frustrated and he threw a bottle, I think, and smashed in the ground. The cops arrested him. I witnessed that. Alan McGee and myself, we witnessed that. We, we saw that happen. Alan McGee was the head of Creation Records. Yeah, we, saw, we saw that happen. And because um, we, we, were, we, were, we, were, we were by the stage door, you know. And um, we saw the clash getting arrested. Far out, man. (laughs) The news is out all over town that you've been. This is uh, You Win Again by the incredible Hank Williams. I know that I should leave, but then I just can't go. You win again. I love Hank Williams. Uh, my mother uh, had a Hank Williams record. I think it was a 10 inch album called Morning the Blues. And um, she would play that in the house uh, when I was very, very young. I remember thinking, that guy's got a strange voice, you know, but I liked it. Maybe I enjoyed the pain in his voice, even that when I was that young, you know. Hank's songs, they're, they're about universal truths. Heartbreak, cheating, alcoholism, death, sin. He drank himself to death. Well, I don't know if, yeah, maybe it was morphine, I don't know. He was in pain a lot, he, he, he took a lot of painkillers, but... Um, I think he was always in a... Yeah, you can hear he's tortured, you know. And he's one of my favourite singers and songwriters. 
Cause soon his head like mine will bow He'll give his heart But all in vain And someday say You win again So this is um, Augustus Pablo, the legendary Jamaican dub artist who once played the melodica on your song Star. Mm -hmm. And while listening to this track, I'm going to put in a tobacco-free nicotine pouch from Nordic Spirit True White to get a nice buzz from this music. This track is called King Tubby Meets Rockers Uptown. How much have you listened to like dub reggae? That seems to be a major influence on, uh, on your all, music. I, I listen to dub reggae all the time, you know. I just, for years, since I was a teenager, I just, um, I love the space. I love the, the way that they deconstruct uh, a kind of conventional song and lay... They reinvent it and make it something new and uh, psychedelic. It's a it's a real art form, you know, and I I, I love it. It helps me uh, clears my mind, helps me think. Very meditative. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Can't see us here in this drum. <laughs> Meditation. <laughs> yeah, you had problems with that word in the documentary. Yeah, 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 the heart is the drum as well. <laughs> I know, meditative. I know. Meditative. meditative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's med- very meditative. It's good. I cannot. It makes me feel calm, you know. It's good. When your album Vanishing Point came out in '97, and Augustus Paulo was was on that record on, on the song Star, I, I made a, I did a phone interview with him, and I asked him about his relationship to Primal Scream, and he he said, "I met Bobby, and he is a rock and roll man." Wow, that is true, but he understands dub and reggae. The vibrations are not so different. He he also said that he wasn't that interested in electronic music; that he was more into natural vibes. He had this interesting theory about why electronic sounds were important in his home country. He said, and I quote, Computer music is needed in Jamaica because it is cold and all the people are hot. Bad boys shoot each other, but when they listen to the computers, they become cool. It's kind of, yeah, he's, I think he's right. I mean, I agree with him. Uh, that's what I was saying earlier about her album, Chaosmosis. I think I prefer... The Memphis recordings because there's you know there's a there's more humanity there there's a feeling there's a feeling that you get from playing uh, you know guitars bass drums horns of human voices that you don't get from machines you know and I really but you know you have to experiment with the machines to find that out, you know because sometimes you get tired of always playing musicians you know but I think uh, Mister Pablo is he's, he's right I'm with him I, I would rather play. I want music with feeling, and to do that, I think I've got to play me musicians playing, you know, wooden instruments, you know. And it, that's right. It's nice that you said that. He's a rock and roll man. Could you say that to me again? I love that. I met Bobby, and he is a rock and roll man. That is true. Whoa. But he understands dub and reggae. The vibrations are not so different. Yeah, amazing. You know, as a listener, I kind of feel the opposite sometimes when I listen to electronic music. It's, it's as if, like, the human voice becomes more human when it's contrasted against electronic sounds so that's why something like you know Kraftwerk mm. sounds so emotional because you've got a big like um, I've never felt contrast Kraftwerk between with that. I never felt Kraftwerk were that emotional you know apart from the model you know because the melody is quite uh, but com- computer love that's one of the most haunting you know? songs about loneliness ever uh I have to listen to that again. I only really know the early records. But, um, yeah, I think I only really know the records up to Man Machine. But, um, yeah. They didn't make that many after that. Just Sorry? They didn't make that no, many after the Man Machine. That was like two. Two, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two de France. It's strange how they haven't done anything for so long. 
Well, I think possibly they realised that they had, they'd said all they could say. They were maybe that clever, those guys are clever. They thought, well, you know what, we can't add to what we've done. That's the body of work right there. And that's, that's brave. Some people claim that they ran out of themes, that they can't come up with another theme for, for an album, like trains or radioactivity or robots. Yeah, but I think they were, I honestly think that uh, any artist, I think it's a brave thing to look at your body of work and decide, you know what, we have said all we have to say and all we can say and we... We're not going to make any more records. We'll we'll play them live, but there's no point in making records because there's no point. We've we've we, we you know that's it. We've written we we we've done it. We've said what we have to say, and that's that's brave and it's very intelligent. And um, not many people are able to do that. So I I got to respect you. You got to respect Kraftwerk for that. Would you be able to do that yourself? I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. You've made me discover a lot of records over the years. And th- this is one that I always come back to. Uh, Born to be with you by by Dion. Oh yes, good one. It's uh, it's got this majestic, slow burning beauty. Yeah. Um, and it was produced by Phil Spector in 1975. Mm-hmm. Um, I read somewhere that Bruce Springsteen was making uh, Born to Run in the same studio, and he would drop by because he was a huge Phil Spector fan. He was also a huge Dion fan. How did you discover this record? Because it, it flopped, totally flopped. No one I had a friend um, called Tim Tour, and he had a really great record collection, and he had this record. So that's where I heard it. The sound is so big, it's really a huge atmosphere within the song. I, I remember vaguely that Phil Spector mentioned somewhere that he had listened to Primal Scream. No. Really? Or he, he knew of Primal Scream, he had heard of the name. Oh my god, I, I never, think I, I think you Okay. That's amazing. I mean we did it was I think in nineteen ninety Sire Records, um I don't know when, but they they asked if we they said we'd be we'd be interested in making a record with Phil Spector, and I think we just finished really Screamadelica, so we we don't have any songs. And um, of course, what we should have done was just written a song with Phil Spector. And uh, I think I sent him a T-Rex song, Raw Ramp. I think maybe it was for a Christmas song. I don't know. And maybe we sent a song. We sent him two T-Rex songs. I think one was called Christmas Boogie or something. Another one was Raw Ramp. And we said, oh, maybe we could make this song with this rhythm back in track. But I don't think he, he... I think he got back through Sire and said the song isn't strong enough. But I think we should have just said, yeah, let's just go into the studio and make a record. That's what we should have done. So I think, yeah, I wish we'd done that. That would have been amazing. It would have been amazing. See, we had a fucking chance to make a record with Phil Spector, and we blew it. <laughs> Wonderful, you're loving me. 
when you were a drummer in the marriage chain, a lot of the times it felt as if you were just drumming the basic beat from the Ronettes Be My Baby. Like the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was the other beat that I could play. So Spe- Spectre was a major influence even in your, your teams. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we love Spectre. We, I mean, we worship Spectre. Spectre can do no wrong. This is uh, the next song uh, we're going to play is I Wish I'd Never Saw the Sunshine by The Ronettes. Produced by the incredible, the most amazing Phil Spectre. Baby, do you know what you took away? You took the blue out of the sky. My whole life changed when you said goodbye. And I keep crying, crying. I just love Ronnie Spector's voice. It's always as if she's on the verge of crying. Fever pitch. A lot of my friends discovered the Ronettes through Dirty Dancing when that movie came out because they play Be My Baby All right. over the, the opening credits. Great. It's so good. Uh, yeah, Mean Streets as well, I think. Uh, yeah, says. yeah, exactly. And, they, um, and he, I think Spector earned a lot of his money that way you know, when those movies came out. Good, good. But then uh, I haven't heard anything about him since he went to jail. No, no, me neither. The next song is, uh, that uh, we're going to play is by my hero, O.V. Wright. It's called I Don't Know Why. Lord, I do. I don't know why you treat me like you do. But you do. Lord, you do. You hurt me over and over. Lord, you do me the way you please. Lord, I just can't seem to leave I don't know what you're using on me O.V. is one of my favourite uh, vocalists uh, can't, Yet again, he's got tortured feel to his voice But there's a real hardness there as well, you know A real toughness And um, I think he had quite a difficult life um, And he was a 60s soul singer Yeah, and 70s He made this, he made... It, I collect his, his, his I collect his records. I collect his albums, and this is a this he, he recorded this uh, this song with Willie Mitchell at High Records, 
So this is the same band that backed Al Green, like the Hodges Brothers and Teeny Hodges and stuff. It's a lot darker than Al Green. I think he's got, there's a real darkness to OV, right, which uh, I love, a real darkness and a, a mystery. Yeah, no, he's, he's incredible, this guy. So this is the dark Al Green. It make you happy But all oh, you don't appreciate nothing I do Woman, you won't do a thing I ask you, baby But I still try to do everything for you That's a very sad love song. You've listened to music for more than 50 years now. Do you still get the same buzz from it? Or do you think that the emotions, the emotions that you get from music change over the years? Uh, Is it I, still as powerful as well, you know, in some, your teens? Uh, well, I don't know if anything's as powerful as... I don't, th- I don't know if anything feels as powerful as it felt in your teenage years or your early 20s. I think there's... I think as you get older, um, you know, I definitely have less of an emotional reaction to some things. Yeah, I mean, I, I love music. You know, it's like it does still affect me very deeply. Yeah, <laughs> of course. What kind of music do your sons listen to? Uh, they kind of one is fourteen and a half, and the other one's seventeen uh, and a half, and they listen to they like rap, drill, grime. Contemporary black music, but the youngest uh, is a guitarist, and he he loves Jimi Hendrix, and he, he loves Iggy, you know. So, have they been to your shows? Yeah, yeah. How, how do you think one should go about with the, you know as a father? Should you give your kids like musical advice, or should you just leave them on their own to explore? Ah, just, just leave them to you know. Yeah, it's their time. It's a different energy. You get different needs and wants and um, ideas and uh, nah, I just let I just leave my kids to. It's much more fun, you know. I just think it's a more natural thing for young people to find the stuff that they like, you know. I don't really care what they like, you know. It's 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 their it's their life, you know. There's a track on, on your album, More Light, called River of Pain, where you work with um, parts of the Sun Ra Orchestra. It's this very freeform, symphonic, experimental jazz track that doesn't really resemble anything that you've done before. Uh, and w- when I listened to that song, I, I, I started to think of uh, this artist, Alice Coltrane. And this is Journey in Sachidananda.
Alice Coltrane was a harpist playing the harp, and this is my favorite jazz track ever. It kind of gives you a feeling of flying to another galaxy on wings of crystal. Mm. Well, how much jazz music do you listen to? Uh, uh, in the 90s, uh, I listened to a lot. You know, we listened to a lot. Of, we loved Alice Coltrane. You know, late 80s, we loved the free jazz, you know, like Om by John Coltrane and uh, the free jazz album by Ornette Coleman. We kind of liked that high energy amphetamine, you know, real high energy, angry kind of jazz. Uh, we enjoyed that at the time, um, but I haven't heard that music for a long time. And uh, that, I can still listen to Alice Coltrane, it's a bit more relaxing and um, it's got a lot of space in it, you know. So yeah, she's cool. I also like the the the, the music she did for the choir. For choir? that stuff, yeah, she had a she had a kind of a, a religious retreat. And um Yeah that, she, that was put out quite recently, right? Yeah, that, yeah yeah I went to see the I went to see the, the I went to see the actual some of the, the people that still live at the retreat and they came to London and they sang the songs. So it was kind of like half Hindu chants but with a black American gospel uh, rhythm. It was a kind of marriage of the two. It's quite interesting because she was a Hindu. My final choice is A Message to Pretty by Love. People try to tell me What they think is right I don't listen to them Don't know day from night I go through life searching Trying to find the one I go slip, slip You go slip, slip away And I don't need you to help me find my way I can make it if I just don't see your face Arthur Lee is a hero to Primal Scream and the, the first Love album was just the most inspirational record for us when we started the band you know we we just used to look at the album cover and we just thought how incredible love looked they looked like a psychedelic street gang you know they were everything that we wanted to be hip cool and motherfuckers a psychedelic street gang yeah i met arthur lee once when he was in stockholm in 1996 i think and then when he got back to la he decided to fire a gun in his garden and he ended up in jail for a very long time. There was this three strikes you're out system in, in California at that point, so 
But he, he got out eventually from, from jail and went on tour. So what's up next for Primal Screen? Uh, we're, we're releasing uh, the Maximum Rock and Roll, the singles album on 24th May, and then we're going to go out and tour for this year, and then we're going to go out and tour next year. Okay, I'm going to play you one final track. Okay. This is the Swedish band Skriat, The Scream. Um, it's a song called Kärlekens Land, The Land of Love, from their first album, which came out 10 years ago. And the drummer is Jacob Frisén, the, f- the filmmaker who invited you to Sweden this time. And as you can hear, his drumming is sort of inspired by your drumming in the Mary Chain. I thought it was like a 1960s record when it started. Like Richard and the Young Lions, you know? Oh. Something like that. It's good. He, Jacob Prisen mentioned to me that he um, that he refuses to have a hi-hat when he's drumming. Good idea. But that, that's the first rule of drumming, get rid of the hi-hat. Good idea, and the cymbals. The cymbals as well? Yeah, well, we worked with uh, Bjorn Etling uh, from... S- Peter S- Bjorn and John? Yeah, yeah, we made two albums with Bjorn and... The first thing he did was take the snare, the sort of the, sort of the hi hat and the cymbals away. He said because even if you tell, I said ask the drummer not to hit them, they can't help. It. And he's right, they can't. Help it. It's a natural reaction. <laughs> so yeah, it, the cymbals and the hi hat they take up so much space. Well, I've really enjoyed uh, doing this podcast, but uh, I need to go. <laughs> you need to leave already? Yeah, I've got to go. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk around the streets, take in the sun and fresh air, and uh, maybe go visit some cool bookshops and record shops. Oh, I hope you have a lovely afternoon. Thanks for coming here, Bobby. Okay, thanks for having me, Mark. Den här podcasten producerades av Leon Media i samarbete med Nordic Spirit Producent var Daniel Bäckström och Bobby Gillespie från Time of Screen.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.